baseball, everybody. We got a game seven tonight. And if you are listening tomorrow, how amazing was that game seven? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? All those things that happened? Brandon oh, Morrow. Man. The, the, the bases. Brandon Morrow hit a walk off home run. Who would have saw, who saw that coming? I, I mean, it's only fitting. Right? That the star of the 2017 World Series wins it all. Brandon Morrow? Star He's going to end up pitching in every game in this series somehow. <laughs> Have you seen that? He's pitched in every game? I knew he pitched in the last four. He's pitched in every game so far, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. All right, well, welcome to Fantasy Baseball today. Today we're talking about old guys, drafting old guys. And we'll also talk about some of the Astros and some of the Dodgers and your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Your stat of the day from good old cbssports.com. The road team is 19 and 18 all time. Excuse me, 19 and 18 all time in game seven. The road team has won the last two game sevens of the World Series. The Cubs last year, the Giants in 2014. Though prior to that, the home team had won nine straight. So there's that angle. Uh, and then you're, so the, yeah. the craziest thing about that. Uh huh. Is that up until what, 2010 you said? Uh, 14? the road team was 17 and 9 all time in game sevens? Oh, no, no. Wait, so. Okay, now they're 19 and 18. Yeah. They've won the last two, so they were 17 and 18. Sorry, before the last, that nine game winning streak for the home team. Before the nine game winning streak, the road the team road was team 17 was and 17 9. And nine. Yeah, wow, that is, yeah, that's crazy. We do math, folks. That's what we do. And I do show. want to point out, famous Game 7 walk-off, my team, famous Game 7 walk-off, your team. Just wanted to dredge up that bad memory for you. That's true, but I was at the Renteria one. Okay. So okay. take that, Chris. I was at a World Series walk-off game. I think we talked about this earlier in the pro season. We did. You had a World Series walk-off? The Alex Rodriguez home run in game four oh. against the Yankees. The Alex Brock Clemens quote unquote last game. The Alex Gonzalez? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Mine was better. So, uh, your quote it's- of the day is from Tommy Lasorda. He said to Dave Roberts yesterday, you haven't done bleep until you win tomorrow. That's the worst motivational speech I've ever heard. What a <laughs> jerk. Uh, I mean, I get it. No, that's a terrible thing to say. It's like, hey, go get it done tomorrow. Not you haven't done bleep until you win tomorrow. It's terrible. Come on, Tommy, the sort of you're better than that. You know how sports guys are. You know, winning, winning's not everything. It's the only thing or whatever. <laughs> a dumb, dumb sports macho bro culture. Bro. That's how it is. All Look, right. enjoy the ride, Dave. Hey, so what's going on with the, with the vocal cords there, Chris? Party, too many concerts? <clears throat> I did go to three concerts last week, but that's not the reason. I don't, have you experienced this, uh, as a, as a newly married person? The existential dread of your significant other who you live with getting sick? So, uh, first of all, the significant other that I live with can hear me when I speak loudly when she's okay. home. So keep that in mind. But I have a very different approach to illness than Do you she just does. ignore her? No, I, I would be fine sleeping in another room. Like, it is not an option. She won't allow it. 
<laughs> she will not allow it. Like I tried that one time. She woke me up in the middle of the night and was like, get into bed. Yeah, that's a jerk move, man. You got it. That's you're going down with the ship, man. You're the captain of the Titanic. You've hit the iceberg. You go down with that ship, man. The the fiddler is playing yeah. that song. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, we're the fiddlers. Uh, yeah. I guess so. I, but but if, ironically, like I never really get sick from her. She, I've gotten her sick, but I don't know what it is. So yeah, yeah no, my so wife got a uh, some kind of sinus infection last week, and she is. I love her to death. Obviously, she is the worst when she gets sick, and she acknowledges <laughs> it because her mom used to really baby her. Whereas uh, my parents were just like, oh, shut up, get over it, uh, take care of yourself. <laughs> and so, like, I have to dote over her while knowing that in three days, You're I'm good. probably going to get more sick because it's always worse for the second person. Well, do you, do you take emergency? Nah, man. Take emergency. That stuff helps. Look, I just accept my fate. I fall on the sword. Uh, it might it, help. It might, you just, it's disgusting, but to just take, take emergency. I recommend it. All right, then. On to baseball. Let's read this email about old guys. Email of the day is from Charles from Chicago. Fantasybaseball at cbsi.com is the email address. Dear Algebra, Geometry, and Trigonometry. For- I, uh, I only took two of those classes. Yeah. I was not a good enough student to get to Trigonometry. Did I take Trig? I don't remember. I didn't get to Calculus either. I got to Calculus. I, I, got, I did Algebra 2 my last semester because that was – you needed it to graduate. They weren't letting me out without Algebra 2. Well, you, you made it, buddy. And I, I was in AP Calculus, which is really wow. cool. And then I dropped it because it was way too hard. Uh, actually, it was AP Physics that was way too hard, but you had to be in you know the same Calculus Physics. So see you later. Um, 2018, Vado, Cruz, and Encarnacion are advancing into their mid-30s. How do you guys approach the aging hitters in terms of predicting drop-off or being willing to take a risk that they will sustain their production? So he specifically asks, asks about Vado, who's 34, Cruz, who will be 38 mid-year next year, July 1st, and Edward Encarnacion, who will be 35 next season. Yeah, so what's your philosophy on the uh, the old farts? It's so tough because when I th- – I was actually – I was having a conversation with uh, with someone yesterday in the office, and we were talking about, like, consistent players. Like, examples of a player who's just the same guy every year. And Joe Nelson Cruz was the guy that I came up with. He's just – the last four years after having so much volatility early in his career, he's become such a remarkably consistent player. It's gotta stop at some point. There's going to be a point where Nelson Cruz isn't one of the best power hitters in baseball, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to downgrade Encarnacion and Cruz specifically. Vado, I just think, yes, he's 34, but the skill level is still so high and it seems to be getting better. And because of his kind of cerebral approach to the game and the way that he acknowledges his limitations as a hitter but is able to fight against them i think i give him more of a of an edge and i don't really downgrade him much but you do have to take into account that for every one of these players once you hit the age of 30 31 the risk is heightened it's not that they can't be good it's just that there's a greater chance of them busting Sure. 
I don't know that any of these guys are really showing signs of it, though. Definitely not Votto. I think Encarnacion, the slumps are getting yeah, a little longer. That's the one, right? First 37 games for Encarnacion, he batted 198. Yeah. He had a 670 OPS. The slumps are getting longer and deeper, and at some point he won't be able to pull out of them. But his last 120 games, he had a 946 OPS. He batted 277 with 33 homers in 120 games and almost as many walks as strikeouts, 78 walks, 87 strikeouts. You've said it well, though. Encarnacion, slumps are getting longer for him. Vado, you know, he was the number three hitter in points leagues, number seven in Roto this year. That yeah. that was his best year. I mean, the last three seasons, he's always been hitting around 320 on base percentage around 440, 445. But he had 36 home runs this year compared to 29 in 2015 and 29 in 2016. So, you know, in Roto, for example, he's been the number 18, number 15, and now number 7 hitter in fantasy. Um, I, I suppose – now, now that's a Roto league that doesn't have OBP. That's a Roto league with batting average. Yeah. And while he's great at batting average, he's the best in the game yeah. in on-base percentage. Right? There's nobody better than him consistently. Um, no, like Harper's been better than him once, I think. Right. But yeah, it's it's Votto. He's led the National League in a, on base percentage like six out of the last eight years or something. So if you have a categories league in which you don't count on base percentages, a batting average league, and you take Votto in the first round, I suppose it's possible that could be overdrafting him a little bit. I think so. The one thing to point out is... um he did talk about how hitting home runs was a conscious change to the way pitchers were throwing him. I think it was something about the – we talked about this on the podcast earlier in the season, but it was something like pitchers were – umpires were calling the inside strike more often to left-handed batters, and so he responded by swinging at inside pitches and turning on them more. Well, isn't that a good idea? Shouldn't he have been doing that earlier? <laughs> well, it was a it was a response to the way pitchers were pitching him. Uh, and umpires were calling him, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, Votto, Votto's gonna be a first round pick, I think, across the board, but if those home runs go back down to 29, he's, he's probably more borderline first round. You feel better about him as a first rounder in head to head. In points, yeah. Or, or anything that counts walks. For yeah. sure. Um, now, Cruz is the oldest. He'll be 38 mid-year, uh, in July 1st. He'll be 38 years old. Four straight seasons playing 152 or more games. Four straight seasons with between 39 and 43 homers, between 93 and last year, 119 RBIs. And three straight years where the OPS has been 915 to 936. So he's been outstanding. And uh, I, I guess um, the only thing I'd say is is that you ask, you know, signs of decline and how worried do we get? Nelson Cruz, to me, has been saved by the designated hitter. And if a guy starts DHing, I love it. Love DHs like David Ortiz. Yeah. It's a huge factor for me. And uh, he'll continue to DH, which is wonderful. Yeah, his strikeout rate's actually fallen in uh two consecutive years. Do you want to know where his ADP was last year? 36. Yeah, uh, right. He's going to he's probably going to be a bargain again cuz he's probably not going to go that much higher than that. Right. I th- I do think people will be scared. And I don't think that they Necessarily shouldn't be because the other examples here, Jose Bautista. So he, he just finished his age 36 season, Jose Bautista. Yeah. So really 35, he just plummeted. Well, 35, he was bad. 36, he was, he was terrible. And he had 40 home runs as, as a 34 year old. 
So that's but where there were, there were signs in that age 34 season, I think. There okay. were there was like an extended slump in there, I'm pretty sure. Miguel Cabrera, on the other hand, he just played his age 34 season. He went from batting 316 with 38 home runs to 249 with 16 home runs. And actually, it's kind of eerily similar. You look at 2014 through 2016, okay, those three years for Cabrera, very similar to 2015 to 17 for Votto. And now Votto is about to be 34, which was the age that Cabrera was last year. He played hurt for most of the season, and he had a, a, a terrible year as one of the biggest busts in fantasy. There's the risk, you know. It's probably yeah. more like guys get hurt. They don't recover as quickly. And that's the thing is you, you want to say, well, Cabrera wasn't healthy. That happens when you get older. You yeah. know, it's harder to recover from injuries. It's harder to play every day. Yeah. Young guys get hurt too, but I'd love to see them DH Cabrera. I sure. They'll do that, but that'd be nice. Is Victor Martinez still under contract? I don't know. Yeah. But that, that would be the, he shouldn't be a roadblock to them keeping Miguel Cabrera healthy. You would hope not. Yeah. Not that, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to keep a guy completely healthy. I mean, Hanley Ramirez couldn't play first base because his shoulder was messed up. Yada, yada, God, Victor yada. Martinez has another year left on that deal. Cut him. Uh, what a disaster. <laughs> All right, we'll get into the World Series in a bit. I do also want to talk about some older players that might concern us a little bit after I tell you about SeatGeek. Yeah, you know I got that SeatGeek app on my phone. You know I I use that SeatGeek app all the time when I want my tickets. It is by far the easiest way that I have found to shop for tickets, and now it's the only way because SeatGeek searches multiple sites. So, yeah, I could look at this site and that site and five different websites and look at the same game or concert or theater, comedy show, whatever, and – I could do that, waste a lot of time, waste a lot of money, or I could let SeatGeek do all that work for me. SeatGeek saves you time, saves you money by searching multiple ticket sites, comparing prices, finding the deals, grading every ticket based on value. You can immediately see, these are the seats I want to buy. When you look at the seating map, SeatGeek's got all these dots. Red dot, you want to avoid it. Bad deal. Yellow dot, you probably want to avoid it. The greener the dot, the bigger the dot, the better the deal. It's really cool. It's an easy feature to use, and it's going to save you money. And you'll save even more money. You'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with the code FANTASY. So download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FANTASY. Save 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, for 20 bucks off, the promo code is FANTASY. Are there any, uh I don't know, older players, guys getting up there, long in the tooth, long, big tooth people uh, that are concerning to you? I mean, it's probably stupid given how good he's been in the playoffs, but Justin Verlander. Oh, yeah. We keep seeing these stretches for him that look like he's finished, and then, you know, he was amazing with the Astros after the trade. He's been amazing in the postseason. Um, but he's another one who there are signs. And I think, you know, this is something that I wrote about before last season when I wrote my bus column. I kind of looked for archetypes of players who tend to be busts, and I tried to put them into categories. And one of them was just guys who we ignored signs of decline for them. And Miguel Cabrera was actually in that. There were signs of decline the year before. I think it was the strikeout rate had gone up. I still had him ranked as an elite person. I don't want to say I called him a bust, but you know there there are guys like that. Daniel Murphy, yes. you know, someone who was wasn't – necessarily as good as expected in the second half of the season. Buster Posey. Will you uh, stop taking one all my guys? Seen. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at your list. <laughs> oh, you're not? Oh, you are? No. No, I'm not. 
Okay. Um, Liar. Buster Posey, I think, is an obvious one because we've just seen the decline already. You know, he he's going to be someone I think who ages rather gracefully, but we saw him drop to what eleven home runs this season? Twelve. Wow. Yeah. If you were looking at my that, notes, you know we're twelve. That's how you know I'm not looking at your notes. <laughs> Ryan Zimmerman is a an excellent example mm-hmm. of someone who had the nice bounce back season, was really good for fantasy overall, but if you draft him expecting that, I think you're probably going to be disappointed. Robinson Cano, another one. Mm. Yeah, and it's and you can get bargains on these guys sometimes sure. when, when you're right, like Nelson Cruz this year. So I I mentioned a few guys I'm concerned about putting the notes that you didn't read. It's fine. It's better that way. Josh Donaldson. He's going to yeah. be 32 years old in December. That is not old. 32 is not old. Like It's not. But calf injuries each of the last two years. He played only 113 games this year. So he still hit 33 damn home runs in 113 games. And most of that came in, what, the last two months of the season? Because I pretty famously said he looked like someone whose skill set was declining mm-hmm. on, like, I don't know, July 15th, and then he went crazy. <laughs> yeah, famously. A lot of people that was heard around the world. Famously. Yeah. So Donaldson's someone that's interesting. I'd say second-round pick for Josh Donaldson. Is he a top Is he a top 15 pick, Josh Donaldson, next year? I probably wouldn't take him top 15, but I think he might be there by consensus. Buster Posey. Now, he finished as the number two catcher in points and number three in Roto. He batted 320. And he had 61 walks and 66 strikeouts. But in an age where home runs are up, 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 his home runs have gone down four straight seasons. Now, he had fewer at-bats this year than he had in, in his last six years. But, um, you know, Posey, like you said, there are some signs. It, it, are there enough signs to make Posey anything other than the number two? And we, uh, let's, I mean, let's take time to thank Chris because he is sick and... I know it's a struggle for you, so thank you for being on. Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, it, um, is there is there enough of a downgrade here, Proposey, to make him anything but number two? Obviously, you're going to take Sanchez ahead of him, but anyone else? I, I guess you could take Salvador Perez. Um, but no, I think Posey, the combination of safety, the, the batting average floor is so high. The lowest he's hit um, in his career is 284. It's incredible. He's just, and that was in a partial season. He's just, he's someone that you know is probably going to hit right around 300. He gets those days as DH when they're in AL parks or at first base. So he's going to play more than your average first baseman. I, I think he's obviously number two still. Daniel Murphy, yeah, he'll be 33 years old in April. Number five, second baseman of points, number eight in Roto. Not a huge home run hitter. 322 batting, like great batting average, but only 23 home runs this year in 144 games. And Murphy underwent knee surgery, and this is one of the concerns, probably the only concern I had for Murphy was could he stay healthy in 2017, and he mostly did. He played 144 games, but he slumped after the All-Star break relatively. Batted 292, 371, 498. It's a hell of a slash line, but this day and age, it's not, it's not elite. Um, yeah. But yeah, he already went underwent knee surgery like a week ago, and Daniel Murphy may not even be ready for opening day. So that's going to be a really interesting one. Does he slip into the third round in a twelve team league? I I will see how he's doing in his recovery in February and March, but I would say at this point he'll be someone I'll be avoiding. And he's he's a player who I love. He might slip into the fourth round. I mean, it obviously yeah. depends on the medicals. 
if you were drafting today, would you draft Daniel Murphy or D. Gordon? Gordon. Mm, all right. Those, I mean, we'll see where he's playing, but those stolen bases are just – they're so valuable. Yeah, they sure are. We have an email about D. Gordon coming up later. All right, Chris, let's look at the news and notes. I was going to ask you this question. I'll ask it, but I don't think we should answer it. It's probably not the thing we should be talking about. Uh, how much would you pay for a World Series Game 7 ticket? Um, however much I could pay so that I could then turn it around and sell it on SeatGeek for a profit. It's, you're pathetic. No, I'm not. Like, I appreciate the sponsorship plug there on SeatGeek, <laughs> but, like, I would do that for, a, like, a Dodgers Game 7, but you would do that for the Marlins Game 7? You would just try to make money? You can get like a life-changing amount of money. You can for a get game you can World get Series like ticket. like two to three thousand dollars for a great seat, a great seat, an amazing seat. You can get like fifteen twenty, but let's say like the two hundred level seat. Okay, maybe you're talking fifteen hundred to a thousand dollars. That's a it's a lot of money. I love that. It ain't life-changing. Uh-huh. Plus, let's not forget what you paid for the ticket. So maybe you're gonna make five hundred bucks on this ordeal. Really? Is that worth it to stay home and not go? Yeah. <laughs> I toyed I got I got a free ticket to the Super Bowl once. Uh the year it was in New Orleans. I toyed with the idea of selling it. And th- I mean this was like I was on the second row on the field. Woo. Uh yeah, in the end zone. I may have sold that because if I who was in the game? Uh that was the Ravens 49ers game. Oh, that was a hell of a game. Yeah, I got to see Beyonce. You know, who, yeah, oh, who well, then I, I wouldn't have sold it. But um, no, look, if I, if it weren't like my team, I can understand making a ton of money on it. And you got it for free. But if you had to buy the ticket, you know, I don't know, man. I, I just I would buy pony it. up. I would pony up for the I Yankees. Just buy it, man. Uh, that's fair. Now for the Dodgers, like if I, I had a chance to go to this game seven, I don't think I'd spend. Oh, I'm more selling than... this one for sure. Yeah, but let's say you don't even have one. You just had a chance to go to game seven. I don't think I'd spend more than like two hundred bucks, which of course would oh, never, I definitely wouldn't would never get me in. Yeah, but this is exciting. Like this has been one hell of a series. It's been amazing. Uh, your other new and note is Yuli Gurriel is going to miss the first five games of the 2018 season. Deservedly so. No, not deservedly so. He should have missed. Well, the, he should have been should suspended have the during World the World Series. The, yeah, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Really, really bothered me. I'm not over yeah, it. I mean that, the reasoning was stupid, but that's the decision they made. I, I I wholly disagree with the decision that they made, but it was always going to happen. Sandy Alomar spit in someone's face and wasn't suspended until the regular season. Yeah, it's been an umpire's face. Yeah, sure did. All right, it's time for my new favorite segment. It's called "Hey Chris, Guess What." Okay. Hey Chris, guess what? What? Clayton Kershaw sucks in the postseason. <laughs> He's the worst. Ah, He's a bum. I hope he pitches tonight. That'll be so fun. I hope he dominates tonight. I do too. I do too. Uh I don't really I, I guess honestly I'm only rooting for the Dodgers because I'm rooting against Guriel. But Yeah, I like both teams. I Guriel would be the only reason I would root against the the Astros. It like last year I had no problem with whoever won. I was rooting for the Cubs, but I wouldn't have minded if Cleveland won. So who do you think is going to win? What's your pick, Game 7? Well, my boy, Jock Peterson, keeps coming up Jock so close Peterson. that i got to go with Los Angeles. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Astros. So this this whole baseball, this new baseball thing for the World Series where nobody can throw an effective slider is really interesting. And it just destroyed you Darvish in game three. Yeah. Are they like not rubbing it with that mud stuff anymore? What's going on, guys? You know, I don't know. I think they I'm sure they are, but it's not having the same effect. And it's so yeah. unfortunate. Why would they do that? I don't want to be a downer because it has been a really fun, great World Series, but all the home runs kind of cheapened the home run a little bit. I really yeah. enjoyed last night's game. Last night was great. Yeah. Hasn't hasn't lessened the effectiveness of Kenley Jansen's sli- or a cutter. Not the cutter, but the sliders. Yeah, I don't know. It's the same pitch. It's not the same pitch. <laughs> so good luck to both squads tonight. Hope you all been enjoying it. Uh, it's been really fun. Let's do some uh, World Series storylines. Yeah, storyline number one, Justin Verlander is amazing. He has a 2.21 ERA in the postseason. He had a 1.92 ERA in the final 16 starts of the regular season. Verlander's going to be 35 next year. He's Unless he pitches tonight, 242 and two-thirds innings this year, including the postseason. That's a lot. And I am the guy who, like, freaks out like a loser over all these extended <laughs> innings. But I'm not going to do it for Verlander, I don't think, because this guy's proven that he can have these types of seasons, go deep into the postseason, and recover just fine. I think I'd have – I'd. I didn't do all the research, but I looked at just some previous seasons. And when when Verlander was at the top of his game, innings didn't matter. Plus, he's throwing harder now than he was in the regular season. So I don't really care about the innings, Chris. I mean, he's throwing harder now than he has in almost a decade. <laughs> he's incredible. He's a freak. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's really impressive what he's done this season. And... You know, he was one that even when things were going poorly for him early in the season, I don't think anybody was really worried except for maybe Heath because, you know, he thought he was a bust coming into the season. Um, right. I just – he's going to slow down at some point, but the signs aren't there yet. I guess the control not being great early in the season, but it's been so good lately. Uh, tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Jock Peterson. I have been having a lot of fun. Putting out the Cameron from say from say by the bell from Ferris Bueller's <laughs> day off memes on the phone. This is Jock Peterson, five for fourteen in the World Series with three home runs, two walks, six strikeouts, and they've been talking about the adjustments he's made. It seems kind of like yeah, okay, but I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. You love Jock Peterson coming into the year, Chris. What are you gonna do Dude's- in 2018? Dude's super talented, um, but there are still, I think, very real concerns about playing time uh, against lefties. I think they'll they'll probably still opt to platoon him. He's someone who is very capable of going into deep slumps. So I, I think not going to get overexcited about him coming off the World Series. Let's not do what we did with Kyle Schwarber last year. Right. Ken Giles lost his closer's job. He's got an eh. 11.74 postseason ERA. Eh. Who closes this tonight? I'm not so sure it wouldn't be Giles. I don't know. Like, Davinsky hasn't been good. The the only guy in their bullpen that's been good has been uh, Luke Gregerson. And are they gonna... I don't know if you want to go with a guy who throws like 88. Right, I don't know. Closing out the World Series. People don't. I, I don't know. I, look, we know Ken Giles. We, we know what he is. He's He's streaky. He's unhittable for months at a time, and then he goes through these massive 
massive slumps. We've seen it both of the last two years. I think he'll still be the closer next year. I think he'll still be very good. And I think there will be a point in the middle of May where we're like, is Ken Giles going to lose his job? And I think Giles has been particularly affected by the baseballs that are anti-slider. Although his struggles are not exclusive to the World Series. He's just had a bad postseason. But it's really been yeah. their whole bullpen has been junk. Um, another World Series storyline is Cody Bellinger. Oof. One walk, 14 strikeouts, and a 167 batting average in six games. Reminds me a lot of Aaron Judge in the playoffs. What's your take? Uh, I think it's – Aaron Judge had some good moments in the playoffs, though, sure right? Did. Wasn't he great oh, yeah. in the NLCS, or ALCS? At home, yeah. I Look, these, these guys who strike out, and we're going to see this more often as strikeouts continue to pile up, is they go through stretches where they just – I don't know if it's they're not seeing the ball. Giancarlo Stanton's had these stretches too, but it's just guys that they're inconsistent because they rely so much. So much of their values derived from their ability to hit the ball really hard. And home runs tend to be relatively rare occurrences that can come in bunches. You just have to live with these downturns. It doesn't, it doesn't change the way I view Cody Ballinger. And George Springer finally woke up. And he batted 375. He's batting 375 with four home runs, five walks, seven strikeouts, and six World Series games. Big difference for their lineup is he was straight up bad for the first two rounds of the playoffs, and now Springer is tearing it up. Yeah, yeah he's he's awesome. You know what's weird? I didn't realize Alex Bregman has like a 700 OPS in the playoffs. That's it. I feel like every single hit has just been like. <laughs> the most pivotal moment possible because I feel instinctively like he's been amazing. Me too. And his defense has been. He's a very good player. Yeah, I think he's outstanding. I think there's a chance that he's the the breakout star of 2018. He will yeah. go pretty early, but he could have like, I don't know if he's going to have the bet season from, from 2018. He could have an Anthony Rendon season. I, yeah, could he be better than that though? More power? Anthony Rendon was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, let's see, let's see where, uh, Mr. Rendon finished. He was like a top 10 hitter, wasn't he? Let's find out. Well, first let's see where he finished at third base. Fourth. I'm gonna say there's no way he was a top 10 hitter. Yeah, cause there were like, the top three were all outfielders, right? Yeah, he was 30 fantasy points worse than Chris Bryant. And let's see you where- You were 30 fantasy points worse yeah, than Chris Bryant. I was, I was 29, I was better than Rendon. And he was fifth in Roto behind uh behind Travis Shaw and Brian and Jose Ramirez and Arenado. So he had a 301-25-100 season with basically the same amount of walks as strikeouts. I think Bregman could do that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Great. Alex Bregman, hooray for you. Chris, I have an idea for you. You got okay. the, Is your wife still sick? She okay? Uh, she's actually, yeah, she's in worse shape than I am. Oh. And earlier you lied. You said that you get it worse than she, you get, you know, the second person gets it worse. Usually. Mm, you lied to us, Chris. But uh, you, uh, you can make up for it by getting all of us flowers. Or, more realistically, just get your wife flowers. Go to proflowers.com. When was the last time you got her flowers? Last week. <laughs> nice! I got her flowers from Pro Flowers. I am not joking. Really? Yeah. That's great. I did the same thing a month ago, approximately. It's really great. They're really nice, aren't they? 
Yes, they are. I got her these these roses, like three color, three different colored roses. It's lovely. Yeah, I, I got a very, something very similar. I think you're going to really like what's on ProFlowers.com, and you can save twenty percent off all bouquets of twenty nine dollars or more at ProFlowers.com. Use this code A N S Adam Nancy Scott. That's Nancy on the podcast right now. Adam, Nancy Scott. ANS is the promo code. 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more. Their best-selling cinnamon cider roses are a great option for a birthday, anniversary, any fall occasion. Or you can get the 100 autumn blooms, a dozen autumn roses. A lot of really great things on there. I like putting a little note on the, on the flowers and, and, you know, you can choose your delivery date, and they're guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days or you get your money back. So go to proflowers.com. Be like me and Chris. Use the promo code ANS. Adam, Nancy, Scott, ANS at checkout. 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more. That's proflowers.com. All right, emails. Hey, Adam. Yes, sir. What did the ghost – it's a Halloween joke. What did the ghost get from Pro Flowers for his wife? A, b- <laughs> a bouquet. <laughs> That's awesome. Good job. Uh, I got, I got, I got a lot of ghost jokes. Do you? Give What's me a w- ghost's favorite car? A Subaru. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so bad and uh, awesome good, at the same time. Good stuff. Very good. I'm gonna try to come up with a with a ghost joke while we read emails. <laughs> This one's from Brian. Hey, Adam, Chris, Heath, and Scott. You were talking about power speed, guys. Chris mentioned how he was really wanting to own Trey Turner or Billy Hamilton for the speed. I wondered why D. Gordon didn't come up. In the three years I've been playing fantasy baseball, I found myself owning D. Gordon all three years. I'm strongly leaning toward keeping him for a fourth. Chris? Just didn't think of him. (laughs) That's the, that's the simple answer. I was the, I was the high guy in D. Gordon this year and, he had a really good season. Um, it's going to depend on where he ends up because I think the Marlins lineup was really good last year and Marlins Park is a really good spot for him. Uh, there's so much room in that outfield for, for those, you know, kind of bleeding eye singles to fall. And, uh, so you need him to land in the right pl- place, but he's a 50 steal guy and there's only three or four of those guys maybe. And he's a 300 batting average guy, I think, pretty much. And, uh, you know, his true talent level, I think, is right around a three batting, 300 batting average. And so he only helps you in three categories, but he helps you a lot in those three categories. What did the ghost say when Chris forgot to mention D. Gordon on our last podcast? Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, how was that? I mean, a little obvious. A little obvious, yeah. It's, it's no, it's no Subaru. Well, that's because what? Subaru doesn't make any sense. Why not? I think you know why. So, D. Gordon was the number seven second baseman in points and number three in Roto behind Altuve and Jose Ramirez. Uh, the other part of this question from Brian was, instead of keep, he says the word freeze, which is interesting. Sure. I can freeze three players next year, and I can freeze D. Gordon in the fifth round. Should I do it? Other options are str- I'm strongly considering are Betts in round one, Chris Davis with a K in round seven, Tommy Pham last round, Corey Knable last round, Alex Wood last round, Travis Shaw last round, Carlos Carrasco in the fifth, D. Gordon in the fifth. 
is Gordon a keeper for you in that scenario? I think so, just because locking in a 50-60 steal guy, I think that frees you up to not really worry about steals at all. You know, looking at last season, going from last place to like fifth place in stolen bases was right around 50 steals for your team. And so you really don't have to worry about stolen bases at all the rest of your team if you have a guy like that and you can at least compete. Um, then I'm going with Mookie and it's risky, but I think I'd go with Alex Wood. I love the upside he showed this year. I think what's interesting about this keeper question is that you have to choose in the fifth round, Gordon or Carrasco. Yeah, I, I think I'd go with Gordon. He's just more of a sure thing. I'd definitely go with Carrasco in a points league. In categories league, yeah, Gordon. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Who did the ghost pick in the first round? Uh, I don't know. Paul Gouldschmidt. <laughs> See, that's, you gotta switch it up. You don't always go boo. That's, There's that's, other options. That's pretty My good. friends and I in college used to spend a lot of time making these dumb jokes. You know it's what, really uh, unhealthy. What did the uh, what did the ghost have for breakfast on Halloween? Uh, cinnamon ghost crunch. That's good. Thank that's you. solid. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, here's a question, Mike from Boston. <laughs> Dear Jose, Aaron, <laughs> and Mike. Um. AL MVP. I'm, I'm projected uh, finish. Okay, Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. Long term auction keeper. Yeah, Mike Trout. Heard of him? Long term auction. I was thinking of Mike <laughs> Stanton for some reason. He hasn't been Mike Stanton in no. six years. No, he hasn't. All right, long term auction keeper league. One of the old timers is retiring after twenty plus years. We have multiple people interested in joining the league, but the rest of us can't decide on how to add the new team. So please help. A. The new owner takes over the old team and all contracts. B, the new owner starts with zero keepers and the old team is fully released into the pool. C, the new owner selects a maximum of one player from each of the other teams, drops to seed his team, including a max one from the, re- from the retiring team that he's taking over, whether he's not taking over, but the retiring team, uh, excluding any long-term contracts. So obviously you have to know the nuances of this league. The main issue with option A, which is the new owner takes over the old team in all contracts, is this owner finished top three last year and has Mike Trout locked up through 2023. So it'd be quite a nice edge. So A is new guy takes over the team in all the contracts. B is new owner doesn't get the team. He gets no keepers, and the old team is fully released into the player pool. And C, you kind of do an expansion draft. The new owner selects one player from each team, maximum one, with some stipulations. It's definitely not B. Um, no keepers and the old team. Yeah, I just think that that would suck. Yeah. Um, I kind of lean C. Me too. I think that's more fun. Now, how do you decide which players are are unstealable? I I would say you do it just like an expansion draft in any league, where you uh you designate a certain number of players as untouchable, and everyone else is is available. Yeah. Okay. That works. Next email is from Jake in the Bay Area. Dear Ted, Marshall, and Barney. I know that one. Is that how I met your mother? Yes, it is. Who do I keep in 2018? It's uh head-to-head categories with three outfielders. OBP, 
and quality starts. I can pick one hitter. It's an OBP league, remember. Aaron Judge or Gary Sanchez, <laughs> both for a dollar. You know the uh you know the meme of the two Spider Mans pointing at each other? No. Have you never been on the internet? Uh, let me let me Google image. <laughs> um That's kind of how I feel about this. Like they're kind of the same guy. Aaron Judge obviously strikes out more, maybe has a little more power, but I think it's probably Sanchez just because of that catcher eligibility. I know Judge was better this season, but the version of Judge that we saw in the second half I think is probably closer to the real one. Wait, what was your answer? I was looking at the meme. Sanchez. Sanchez. And, uh yeah. That can meme, only keep that, one pitcher That as meme well. is weird. Okay, no, anyway, yeah, the pitcher. So pick the pitcher in a quality starts league. Uh, Verlander for four. McCullers for eight. Alex Wood for one. Luke Weaver for one. I think it pretty obviously has to be Verlander. Yeah, for sure. Um, who, uh, do you know who played center field on the all ghost baseball team? Um, it was, uh, it was Johnny Demon. That's, that's pretty solid. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This is from Tom who says, thanks, non-zero chance. Help me with this keeper question. 10, 10 team league, 34 roster spots. Oh, OMG. Seven by seven categories league, walks, extra base hits, quality starts, and caper nine. All right, so seven keepers all can be kept twice except for Yelich and Tanaka, who can only be kept once. He's keeping Bellinger, Dozier, Kluber, and Abreu. Three hitters and a pitcher. So pick three to keep. Remember, Yelich and Tanaka can only be kept for one year, the others for two. Uh, Tell me which ones, as you're looking at the list, you can eliminate. That way we can simplify it. Sonny Gray, to me, eliminate. Yeah, Fam, I think, is gone. All right. Just doesn't have the track record. All right. So I would say Barrios. Barrios. Okay, then stop there. Let's pick three of these five. Yelich for one year. Tanaka for one year. Hoskins, Cespedes, Didi Gregorius. I'm going with Tanaka. I'm going with Hoskins. And it's between Yelich and Cespedes for me. That one's really tough. Um, if Cespedes didn't have the injury concerns, it'd be him. All right. I'm yeah, I'd go Yelich too. Yeah. And this is from Derek. Wait. Yeah. Who's the Who's the the manager of the All Halloween team? Ned Ghost. Ah, uh, damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not the one I was going with though. I was going with see. My thoughts, and that's really good. Thanks. My thought is the worse the joke, the better. Yeah. Like the more tortured. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, oh, completely. Yeah. So uh it's Greg Zombie. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Okay. This is from Derek. Thanks for all the advice. Uh I won my league last year. Early Way to go, Derek. Yeah. Early opinions on keepers. We keep eight players, head-to-head categories. Keep the players up to three years, and all of these guys have two years left on their contract. It's an OBP league, also saves plus holds instead of saves. So we're looking at OBP, who to keep. So what does he have to keep? Eight of them. Alrighty. Yeah. Jose Ramirez for eleven. 
It's a must, right? Yep. All right. That's one. Jose Ramirez for 11. J.D. Martinez for 10. That's a must. Marcelo Zuna for 3. That's a must. Tommy Pham for 10. I think you're throwing him out. Robbie Ray for 3. That's a must. We've got 4. We've got Jose Ramirez, J.D., Ozuna, and Robbie Ray. Jake Lamb for 1. Yeah. All right. Let's come back to that. Let's come back to it. I'll put a little star next to it. Yoan Moncada for 1. Not sure. All right. Luke Weaver for one. Not sure. Rendon for 19. Not sure. Roberto Ozuna for four. Leaning that way, but I'm not sure. Rysel Iglesias for two. Yes. All right, so that's five. I'll give you Lamb is six. Lamb for a dollar is six. We need two more. We've got Yoan Moncada for one. Luke Weaver for one. Rendon for 19. Ozuna for four. Where is Jose Ramirez eligible next year? I think second and third. Okay. But I will confirm. Do I want to lock up my corner infield position right now? I'm fine with it, but I can't yeah. make that decision for you. All right, we'll keep Rendon and we'll keep Ozuna. I just have so much trouble not keeping Yoan Moncada. Like, what if he's the best player in baseball soon? I mean, you're only keeping him for two more years. So yeah. that's probably not going to happen. And he just – I don't think he showed enough to make me think that that's going to happen that quickly. There are huge flaws in his game right now. By the way, uh yes, Jose Ramirez is second and third yep. base eligible next year. Mercado struck out 176 times in 138 games, I think, between the majors and minors. I'm really just trying to think of one more ghost joke before we leave. <laughs> and I don't have anything because I'm trying to use different words, like phantom. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Ned Ghost is the one I'm going to retire on. Uh, Chris, you know what? Let's, if we can remember, let's do the all ghost team for next podcast. <laughs> See what we can do. All right. We know we, Ned Ghost is the manager or, and his bench coach can be, who'd you say? Uh, Greg Zombie. <laughs> and, uh, the all Halloween team. And, all right. Center how, field, how Johnny do they, Davis. what car do they take to get to the, to the ballpark? What? A Toyota Rav Gore. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. That's Chris Towers. Wow. I'm Adam Azer, and I hope you had a great Halloween. See you later. Talk to you next week.